0: Welcome to Lord John Lander, the Outlander podcast for Lord John fans, where we talk all things Outlander, but especially about Jamie and his Sassanac. And sometimes we talk about Claire, too. We can't promise you much, but for the next half hour-ish, we can promise chaos and to make you question whatever life choices led you to listen to us. Before we get into it, this is your one and only warning that show and book spoilers are lurking around every corner.
1: We're even going to spoil crap that never happened. <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome to Lord John Lander. We are your hosts. I'm Mistress Pandora. You can call me Pan.
1: And I'm Beth, otherwise known as J Sweet
0: Prey. Uh I forgot, we forgot to ask ourselves. Um, Beth, do we have any corrections from the last time? I don't think we do. Um Did we screw no. anything up last time? Okay, cool. Hey. Well, probably. On. Well, probably. probably but- <laughs> We're just blowing right past it. We are because it's it's episode one hundred and seven. It's the wedding, Um, and we're gonna probably not talk about that. But we're (laughs) we're gonna see what happens.
1: Let's (laughs) let's be honest. Like the wedding is probably one of the most talked about episodes in Outlander, right? So, um, it, it. We don't necessarily need to focus on the episode itself in entirety because it's just been done, right? It's been done. Everyone knows. We're here to do things differently. Um, every time. So we will talk some about the episode, but um expect, you know, wild tangents. Um Mm -hmm. and just skipping ahead like six, seven books, you know,
0: (laughs) just I mean the usual. the usual. the usual expect i hope i hope you guys are expecting the unexpected at this point because hey chaos chaos is what we do um oh so if you did not find us on social media if you are just getting like your notifications from spotify or whatever uh we did post a link to some prerequisite reading it's not it's not a lot of reading um but there is a link it's on tumblr and it should have been on twitter as well but if you have not read that it's an excerpt um, of like rough draft. It's like a rough draft from an early, an early draft of Echo in the Bone. Um, yes. if you have not read that pause right now, we'll wait. It's fine. Go read that. Come back. Okay. We good. Cool. We good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that later. I hope, uh, I hope you're fuming as much as I was when I <laughs> first read that. Beth springs it on me Goes, we should talk about this. And I went this son of, Okay. For later.
1: <laughs> I had just assumed that you had seen that. So, huh. I mean, I would have totally, like, eased you into that a little, <laughs> like, use some lube or something. <laughs> 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 I had no idea you hadn't seen it. So it's I a hadn't. lot to spring on someone.
0: <laughs> it, it is. I, I take death of the author very seriously. Yes. Um, <laughs> anywho, so... Uh, episode seven, the wedding, this is like the one that everyone's been waiting for. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start with this. I guess we could start with the flashback forward to Claire and Frank. Yes. Yeah.
1: So we've got a lot of weddings to talk about today. So don't wait. The, at the very beginning of the episode, um, she's, she and Frank are on the way to dinner with his parents and they stop in front of the courthouse and he's like, surprise, we're going to get married today. Um, asked.
0: He didn't just say we're I, gonna.
1: Ironically, not
0: very different from how John proposes to her later. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, she was already, she was wearing a great, a great, like a, it was like a skirt suit, like a, yeah, it was like a suit. With like the skirt. That yeah. Skirt. That, fantastic um late 30s um late 30s silhouette love that style um but I would like to point out Frank is the only man now Claire's been married a few times Frank is the only one she ever married for love it's very true it's true just because it's true doesn't mean people aren't going to be pissed off at me <laughs> for saying so <laughs> I'm used to it by now it's yeah, fine it's love fine. you mean it still the truth Frank is the only person she ever married for love.
1: And, you know, I do have to poke at Frank a little bit here. Um, Yeah, he did ask her, but, like, we have to remember that she was, like, 18 and he was, like, 27 or something. Um, So, I don't know. Obviously, she is an adult. Like, she can consent to be married but I just get such like creepy vibes and then when you see him like spring this wedding on her on the way to meet his parents and you think about what I think about what I was like at 18 you know it's kind (laughs) of jumping into something pretty quick like she hasn't even met his parents yet and
0: uh he wants Uh, to just get married immediately like to be to be fair he hasn't met hers either (laughs) Well. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? I did. Why?
1: Why not? Well, they're <laughs> supposedly dead, but they're probably off time traveling somewhere. And so, I don't give a I don't give a fuck what the author says. Let me have my headcanon. <laughs> People
0: without without headcanon. Um, what are we What are we doing here? <laughs> Um, um they're adorable like, yeah. they're, they're cute though but I, so if you think about it, so yeah she was a little bit young but still an adult and like that age difference was absolutely nothing then it really wasn't oh, but know. it was also like the war looming this was yeah. just a, that was just the thing that people did that's true with the war that is true a lot of people just got married mm-hmm. keep in but- context if for no other reason than so they could find out if someone they loved had died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, to get the, the, the benefits after, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean that in like a greedy way, like a lot of people would like, they'd be like the guy, the guy would be like, if you know, I want to make sure you're taken care of. So, you know, um, yeah. So that, that is part of it, of course. Um, in the book, they actually get married in Scotland, and, and I don't think that it's, I think it's planned, I think. Um, they actually get married in the same church that she and Mar- Jamie get married in. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, so she shows up drunk off her ass, and is like... Valid. What the- <laughs> like, like, what Valid. the hell? <laughs> so... And, and I get why that was cut from the show. Like, it was just to be too, like, complicated. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could have done it. But, you know, it's fine. But it's kind
0: of interesting. Um, yeah. So, there is so much. Oh, my gosh. Um, We're, we're going to just be jumping around a whole bunch. Because I am mm-hmm. super scatterbrained today. At, like, because that's a different state of affairs. Um. So, we have... <laughs> All right. I love the flashback forward, though. Frank and Claire were adorable. They were so in love. They were so cute. I was actually, for a moment, I was team Frank. Mm. I know, you never are.
1: Never. <laughs> but, um, you know, another interesting thing about this episode is that they really filmed kind of, like, two different versions of it. And I don't even think that... um. I don't, I, I feel like I remember that the flashback with Frank either wasn't originally planned or maybe it was like planned for a different part. But like there's, if you go onto like YouTube, you can search for the deleted scenes and there's just two very different versions. Not very different, but different enough versions of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the other version was like, not it they didn't chop the episode up like they did in in the other version or they didn't intend to um but anyway they made the choice to do it as they did starting you know um with the wedding. well they start with her and frank's wedding and then they go to kind of the the kiss um the last part of their her and jamie's wedding and then um later on during their night together they they show the rest of the wedding so it's kind of a cool
0: yeah it's a it's kind of know. a trippy way of putting it together like the editing is really interesting um because it it really kind of disorients you and brings it in flash bulbs which i think is a very cool way of communicating what a daze claire is mm-hmm. in like it just yeah, really absolutely. it was yeah it was really artistic way of of showing the point of view that was really cool um absolutely yeah so she's already kind of trying to move on from her old life so like it after showing the kiss just real real b- briefly from her and jamie's wedding and then she's in their room um and she's got some thinky thoughts yeah yeah well and as she should right as she should <laughs> as she should <laughs> as she should. <laughs> <And> she's uh, a. <laughs> She's accidentally, um, she's accidentally gone into um, polyamory and didn't really mean to. That happens again. This is a theme. You notice this is a theme.
1: Polyamory is a theme. I agree. I it mean, absolutely is. I a hundred percent agree.
0: <laughs> Should we, we pull that
1: thread? Why? Let's pull it. Let's do it. I mean, we could talk about Jamaica.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: Uh, just a fair warning for everyone I have spent the entire day mm-hmm. watching um, clips of all of Jamie and John's interactions throughout the whole series so that I could have clips to make like videos with so I'm
0: like those are fresh in my mind oh and sharing them <laughs> on discord with me and then yes. we fangirl like crazy people unapologetically it was oh, it absolutely. was the most fun while i'm reading fan fiction also losing my mind about that <laughs> we've been a little overstimulated <laughs> a,
1: little, yeah, a little a little sugar high um speaking of stimulated um <laughs> wow <laughs> what are we jumping into now well i mean let's just you know rip the band-aid
0: off the awkward first time sex Okay, so you used the exact words just now to describe our conversation. The way I was thinking of while I was re-watching the episode going, Jamie is really going for the rip the band-aid off technique here, isn't he? <laughs> that I hadn't really noticed before. Because before it was like, how's this going to go? Like the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, it's just so sweet and cute. And the first, the second time it's like, holy shit, this is awkward and uncomfortable. And mm, can we? Well, even... Yeah, we played re- a name or something. <laughs> Even
1: rewinding a little bit, like um, to the to to where he's got her clothes off, but he's still kind of you know, it, <laughs> just the way he reaches out and touches her boob um, is so just like I mean, they did a great job, right? Because it's so just like oh my god, I'm touching my first boob. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. I think that. I mean, the 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 Jamie Boner scale is just. There's just too much to do every instance of it in this episode. But I think we'll pick a few. probably I think that is a good moment. Like wanna- when her sh- when her you know stays and all of that come off, and he's seeing like her body like you know, kind of, even if it's under the shift, like kind of free for the first time. And then he reaches out and just grabs onto that. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Um, All right. I'm doing, I'm doing my scientific calculations.
1: I'm going to go with like a seven (laughs) out of five. Seven out of five penises. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's just, I just, the look on his face is just, too priceless.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, 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 think I'm going to take just a moment as I calculate and, and contemplate what I'm, hell, am I doing with my life? Um. So, just as a reminder, because it's been a while since we have explained the rules and regulations of the boner scale, which is there are no boners. there are, there are no boners, there are boners. That's, <laughs> I rules
1: rest. are there, ain't no rules.
0: <laughs> there are no rules. Um, I have a rubric because I'm doing it analytical style. Um, and Beth just kind of goes with however she feels about the boner at that particular point in time and just <laughs> <laughs> pauses. Listen to this, this makes me so happy. <laughs> Okay. Um, so Beth just kind of, she's a, she's a free thinker and I like, I like order in boxes in my life. So I have a spreadsheet to no one's surprise. Um, so you're going with seven out of five. Yes. All right. Uh, Yes. Uh, well, if I round this up to the nearest half. I can't, I can't. I'm not oh god we broke pan today (laughs) we broke pan oh just directly into pieces i'm gonna give this one a 3.5 three and a half penises what the uncomfortable like awkwardness of it brought the hotness down for me to like a one ah i see that i see that super great timing super appropriate (laughs) a little bit funny and I even gave him some points on stamina because it's been a long fucking day. <laughs> and My and he, they've been talking in the room for hours. <laughs> they, go, they have. They go in for a kiss and she's like, tell me about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, you've got to give him, uh, you've got to give him credit on stamina. You got to give him stamina points for that one because, you know, let's think about baseball. Oh, boy. Uh, And
1: then I think my next favorite part is when he says, if I need guidance, I'll ask. Trying to be all, like, taking command. And then he immediately needs guidance, like, seconds later. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I'm dying here. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. So, um... Yeah, if I need guidance, I'll ask immediately. Immediately needs guidance. He's trying so hard. Like his face, his he face in this whole episode is just absolutely precious. He's precious. He, there's nothing, so, I mean there's no other way to say it. <laughs> he's so precious. And he's trying so hard to be like suave and confident because he thinks like that's his job here. And yes. it's not working. Nobody's fooled
1: um well claire knocks him down a peg uh the next about who's in charge the next time uh they do it so boy
0: are we skipping around yes that is
1: (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) Now we're good although before we go too far ahead so um so jamie claims that he thought you did it the back way Mm, like mm. horses but i say Is it the horses or is it Pierre that made him think that you do it the back way?
0: I I'm thinking it was probably horses, like as a curious kid, like because they didn't talk, they didn't talk about sex obviously and then not in any sort of helpful, informative, educational way, obviously. Um, But I would imagine like curious kid growing up on a farm Seeing animals do what animals do to make more animals and then having his suspicion, suspicions, not suspicions, hmm. having what knowledge he has confirmed by his time with Pierre. So, hmm. um, that makes sense. Right. Cause it would be just cause Pierre was the kind of, he was just a tiny bit older than Jamie when they were together, um, at the university. And like, he was very, he was like that sweet, not, Tutor makes it sound weird.
1: Right. Um, but, he, but he was like, more
0: experienced. He was a little bit more experienced. Um, sex guru. Sex guru. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, blame the French. Um, but Pierre is the answer to how did you learn to kiss like that? Because he was a very mm-hmm. good teacher. Mm. Very good teacher. Oh, Pierre. <sighs> Nothing. Anyway. <laughs> so speaking of Jamie's face to this whole episode, his face when Claire just keeps chugging booze was just like I felt really oh my bad God. for him. I know. <laughs> felt really bad for him because he was like, um, he looked crushed. <laughs> I know. Like he looked absolutely crushed. Um and he felt really bad because like she seemed scared. Oh, really, she's just going through it right now, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he doesn't know the half of it. Right. And no idea. Um, but it, of and
0: course, he's so nervous. He thinks it's him.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, of course. And, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously uh, Jamie doesn't, you know, have much experience in the way of wedding nights and stuff, but um, you know, I, I, th- think that he expected her to be a lot more like, all right, let's do this because um she's been married before and to him, I think he's still thinking about sex in as in like just doing it and not, you know, the making love, the, you know, the yeah. connection, the in, the intimacy. He's, he's he hasn't he's yet thinking yet of satisfying a contract. It. Right. So um He he just kind of I think assumes like she's a widow, she probably hasn't had sex in a while. I don't know, and she's she's gonna be ready to go. Although at the same time, um, he did get quite a talk from Myrta and Ned and Rupert. I think it was the night before about how women do not generally care for it. So. um... Yeah. (laughs)
0: Oh, Lord, have mercy! Oh. Um I need a fan fiction where someone brings like actual sex ed to the eighteenth century. <laughs> Just <laughs> improves everyone's lives. Oh God. Um, I do think though, before we get too far into the episode, I think we need to take a moment um that dress. Oh, gorgeous. The cut of that dress Mm. did good things for the ladies.
1: Yes. And we ladies appreciate it. We ladies appreciate it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was gorgeous. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole episode until she gets, you know, it's just it's
0: beautifully shot. And then there's beautiful, we'll call it scenery.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, you know, there's leaves all over the dress. So we can also, like, oh, yeah. there's the leaves, there's the forest, oh, and then the mountains. There um, we
0: go. The, her own personal highlight. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a fun half
1: hour. going to... Re- Someone's gonna roast us for this. Um, I don't all right, shit. I've been roasted for less. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Um. So,
0: yeah. All right. So, <laughs> shall we try to? Should we try to steer this crazy train back onto the rails, or shall we just continue to go I, into the ditch?
1: I think we should just keep, keep going the, into keep the our gutter. Foot on the keep our feet on the gas. <laughs> like
0: that's just. don't <laughs> oh, know the breaks are out and we don't care. Um, okay. So I'm just, we have, we actually did prep work for this y'all. I swear we did. I keep going back to our list of notes and like, mm -mm. (laughs) freaking nose. Um, okay. I did want to make this point because it's kind of related to like I'm going to go back to his face while she continues chugging booze and he's trying to, you know, make her feel more comfortable. Um, there's a lot of really cool insight into Jamie's character in this episode. Yeah, so much of it. You can kind of see in how he's trying to reassure her that there's no reason for her to be afraid of him, that she can trust him. He kind of looks... Like he's kind of got the face of a of a big guy who people are always afraid of, and like the one mm-hmm. person he doesn't ever want to scare, he thinks is afraid of him, and it's kind of breaking his whole yeah. heart. And I wanted to hug him. I know. Like, no, she's not. She's not scared of you. She's she's having a crisis. <laughs> she's yeah. She's got
1: she's got a lot going on right now. She's got a lot, um, lot
0: going on. But it was but funny. Also, he kept trying to toast with the whiskey, and she just got
1: drowned down in the. but also I mean so this is one of the places where um show Jamie is a lot different than book Jamie because Mm -hmm. show Jamie is like the 18th century consent king like yes um and I'm not gonna go down this path but book Jamie is not um But I, you know, I have to wonder, you know, I, I think that is probably, well, I'm sure part of the influence is from um, his father, like his father just seems like that would be something he would have taught him. Um, But also I'm sure with Pierre, because um, again, we have Claire has Pierre to thank for um, a a gentle wedding night because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of guys in the 18th century would Not it just so much? Yeah, um, especially when there was like a deadline, right? Yeah. Um, so yay Pierre, oh, yeah. and yay Brian Fraser because I'm sure that was part of it too.
0: I can get roasted for that too, but I'm just that's all I'm going to say about it. That's all. I'm What's that? To... We're going to get roasted for uh, talking nice about Brian too, but I'm cool with it. I like Brian. Um. So People another don't thing. Like Brian? People don't like Brian. Who doesn't like Brian? He spanked his children in the 18th century. Oh. So <laughs> that's all I can tell. Anyway. Uh, um, anyway. All right. Yeah, we won't go there. Okay. We're not going there tonight. Um, <laughs> but where we can go. So this, uh, there is a line that, yes, I'm about to make this about the Scottish prisoner um, because I can do yes. that. It's a yes. freaking podcast, and I'm crazy. <laughs> that book drives me insane. Okay, so um. I'm going to try to keep this to five minutes or less. There is a line when towards the beginning of this episode when he is explaining to Claire that she has his name and his family and his clan, and if need be, the protection of his body as well. So in The Scottish Prisoner towards the end, he does this for John, too. He doesn't say that's what he's doing for John but uh when i feel have we talked about this on the show before i don't think so whatever who cares i'll repeat myself because it bears repeating it drives me insane um after towards the end of the scottish prisoner when john and jamie are dating and they don't know it and 12 trees accuses them of sleeping together because of course they are and jamie says his great line and i'm paraphrasing i know i'm paraphrasing but he basically says hey Nobody calls my boyfriend gay, but me. And then exactly. proceeds to force Twelve Trees to call him out for a duel in order to protect John. And then later, see, this is I'm going to make this about Hal too. God damn it! So then, <laughs> yes. Shut up. So, <laughs> so later. Hallie gets very upset about this because, you know, Jamie's not exactly a free man and he's, is not his, he doesn't have the right to challenge people to duels and to all this stuff. Um, and so he is trying to block Jamie from actually fighting the duel with 12 trees and Jamie's not happy about it. And um, Jamie says a lot of stuff that kind of more or less you can boil down to, fuck you, I do what I want. and then hal's like fuck around and find out (laughs) yeah and and then john's like i did already (laughs) so i'm just i'm all i'm all i'm trying to imply here um by stating it very clearly with um with no room for argument is that in this moment (laughs) in this moment in the wedding John I can't keep them straight. Neither can they. Um <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. That's, that's what they all said. That's what he said. Uh, <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Oh so is this, I'm sober as a judge too. Okay, so in this moment in the wedding, he is Jamie is explaining to Claire all the ways that he is protecting her and taking care of her and doing all of these things that a loving husband would do. Meanwhile, that's just a given of how he treats John and how John treats him. So, I repeat, Jamie and John at the end of The Scottish Prisoner are freaking married. They're 100%
1: married. Um, I mean, the trip to Ireland was their honeymoon, and um, so it totally makes sense, <laughs> you know? Um...
0: <laughs> I'm losing my flipping mind. Oh. <laughs> uh... That was that was it. That's what I wanted to say. So uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yes. And uh, there's a husbands. lot of similarities. The way Jamie and John get married is a, very similar to the way Jamie and Claire get married, and the way that John and Claire get married is very similar to the way that Claire and Jamie get married. Ha ha.
1: It's it's all coming together. It's, it's all coming together. Connection all just connections and parallels parallels (laughs) i know it's like you know for an author who is pretty has been pretty adamant in her commentary on her books that um jamie is not bisexual she sure does draw a lot of parallels (laughs) Between Jamie and Claire's relationship and Jamie and John's relationship. I mean, that's, I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, the parallels are... I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't with the parallels. <laughs> um, especially if we stick strictly to the books on that, like, even down to... How similar John and Claire are in, like, physical appearance... They're the same height. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Similar. Absolutely. Filled. Mm-hmm.
1: Except John is blonde in the book, which we do yeah. not recognize a blonde John Gray. Okay, that's just no.
0: But I like the <laughs> height difference between him. And I do she. like
1: the height difference.
0: He's corking in an Irish wolfhound, and it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So should God. we since we're here since since we're at Crazy Ass Station, should we um should we talk about John and Claire's wedding? Absolutely.
1: And the first parallel is that John marries her to protect her. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because she's like passing out flyers or doing some
0: Wanted spy by the sh-. British. She's doing Wanted some spy by shit. British. For being a spy, it's the same song and dance all over again you'd think she'd learn.
1: (laughs) She never does.
0: Oh, God. Um,
1: But, you know, she's just, she's a hot mess. Um, And, uh, you know, um, and so, you know, we have the required reading and then, of course, there's what actually goes down in the published book um and in the published book it's it's the proposal still has a it has a nice humor to it where john's just like marry me you're gonna do this and then claire's like what blah blah blah, you're crazy and john's like you will be marrying me today (laughs) he's very
0: he kind of left tenant leonard's her (laughs) he what he kind of left tenant leonard's her Yes, he does, (laughs) John the Authority Gray. Um, Mm, It works though.
1: And then also in the books, um, uh, what was it? It's kind of a shotgun wedding. It well, yes, and um, holy shit! Oh, in the books in Outlander, the book, um, Claire actually faints at the wedding um, after she. Uh, Jamie and Dougal spring the blood oath on her. And I'm going to have a sidebar about that in a second, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, and then the day of her wedding to John, um, she also faints, um, not right at the wedding, but like, um, he, he actually gives her like this medical chest as a wedding gift. And it's just, uh, it just, oh, I love him. Um, He's so but Claire faint,
0: Claire faints. So. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of fainting in the <laughs> These book.
1: people love, these people love fainting. Um, all right. So, um, oh shit. What was my sidebar? I, I can't even think tonight. The blood oath. Oh, the blood oath. Okay. People. If you want to use the, um, you are blood of my blood, bone of my bone. If you want to use that in your wedding, like, Go for it. I I support you. I think you know people have theme weddings. People use stuff from yep. fandom and TV shows in their weddings all the time. All the time. But please, for the love of freaking God, stop calling it a traditional Gaelic wedding oath because nice. it is not Diana made it up. Okay?
0: She Diana made it up. it up. And it is a great verse. <laughs> it's fantastic. We love it's it. Beautiful. It's really poignant and beautiful, but it's not traditional. It is not at all. And there isn't
1: even actually like a a, a Gallic uh, translation for out there. Like it's—I mean, you could translate into Gallic, but like, you know, it was just written by Diana in English, and you know. So please stop calling it traditional Gallic. Wedding vows. I just, what? if I see it again, I might lose my shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y'all will never know about it. um <laughs> Well, I mean, y'all might, but <laughs> I can we stop singing the Skyboat song at our weddings? Oh,
1: oh, my fucking God.
0: Why? Why? Another
1: people. song. People. This song <laughs> is about the rising where the fucking sky. Scottish people were defeated, and then like tried. They tried to wipe them out. Like, stop. We broke math too. (laughs) So, wedding things are like my pet peeve. I have like some very specific (laughs) things. I won't go into some of the others because they're not Outlander related, but specific. I just have this thing about inconsistencies, or whatever you want to call it, at weddings. Um, so yeah, please, please do not have the sky boat song at your wedding. And <laughs> I mean, we could, I
0: guess. It's not really appropriate.
1: I, no. It's not appropriate um, at all.
0: Oh, that no. was fun. <laughs> so anyway how much of this um how much of the reading do we want to talk about
1: well so I think we we got to dive into it a little bit right at least a little
0: Um, so so to kind of paraphrase now I've only read it the one time and I was losing my mind the whole freaking time so I'm gonna let Beth take the lead (laughs) on most of this but in the original version of this scene um they don't get married right away when they find out that Jamie has died. Um, I guess I should say that his ship sank because obviously um, he he got better, but she ends up (laughs) spending two months. Like they spend two months apart. Like they don't talk to each other at all. And she's kind of in a, she's kind of in a daze, like just really miserable. And he is too, presumably. And he finds out later that she's about to be arrested. And comes yeah, to her with like time
1: a time that passes.
0: Yeah. And it comes to her with like kind of like this business proposal is how he kind of approaches it. Like he's going through like all the benefits. Like, like I'm sorry. Is marrying Lord John that hard of a freaking cell? I know, right? <laughs> is that hard of a cell? <laughs>
1: even like, I, I mean, even going in eyes wide open, knowing everything, I would still say yes hundred percent
0: i mean i might i would probably do the way i heard you wrong i'm sorry what i would that's completely reasonable yeah but arguing but... not so much um mm-hmm. but uh well what will, okay before i get to the thing that made me lose my flipping shit um <laughs> what what would you like to to discuss about the reading
1: (laughs) so i just think you know even though he's presenting it to her he's appealing to her logic here right um and he's kind of treating her like a live bomb right and he's trying to like very carefully like diffuse the bomb Mm -hmm. um while he's trying to get her to say yes to this Um, And I have no doubt in my mind that had she refused him, he basically
0: would have kidnapped her and forced her anyway. With with the most gentlemanly of intentions. Yes. But uh, Um, yeah. But he, you know,
1: he's going through through all these benefits and really trying to appeal to her logic. But I, I still feel like, a tenderness between them. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading into it too much, but, um, you know, I think the one part that really, um, kind of got me, you know, she says, um, you know, he, you don't even care. Um, let me get to it. Hold on. Oh, it's funny. She says, you're keeping me as a package of some sort that he'd left for that Jamie left for safekeeping. Yeah, and it's a bomb. And it's John bomb. is trying it's to ticking. diffuse
0: it. It is ticking and he's trying, not to get, um, he's trying not to get his face blown off.
1: I cannot find the part that
0: I, I so really... So while you're looking yeah, for you go, while you're scrolling... You go ahead. Um, I, I had a thought while you were talking just now that there's kind of a tenderness between them. It, it's kind of one-sided, I think, at this point still. So the situation is really interesting because um, I would argue... That anyone who says Claire is not a jealous person has never read the freaking books, and anyone who oh, says yeah. John is not a jealous person has never read the freaking books, and there and so is Jamie. My God, they're volatile oh yeah, people. they're all jealous. They're so volatile, but it works. I love it. It's delicious. Um, but there's this it, case in point. Case in point. So in I don't freaking remember which book I read them so fast so long ago. One of the books prior to all of this obviously Claire says some snarky stuff to Jamie about John like making fun of how well read he is. Lady you're a surgeon (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just it's just very catty but then also like the epitome of cattiness is through most of the Lord John series. He doesn't think of Claire's name. He knows her name and will never like (laughs) say it even to himself. She's the woman She's that woman. woman. That woman (laughs) Woman. <laughs> or jamie's wife dripping with disdain and it's just i it's so human <laughs> i just eat that crap up but at this point like this is kind of he breaks first in at, at least in this version of it and i in the in the final version too he, he kind of does as well but he breaks first he's the first person in the three of them well, no. He's between him and Claire. We'll go with that. Between him and Claire, he's the first person to kind of break and concede that this is not getting them anywhere. Yeah. So he kind of makes the first move toward them reconcile. Well, reconcile is not the right word because they were never, like, all on the same side. <laughs> Coming to an agreement, an arrangement, an understanding, understanding, finding mutual respect. There we go. Yeah. He, he makes the first move. Okay. I found what I was looking for.
1: So oh, good. Claire says, um, what are you doing? You wouldn't, it's not like you care about me or my feelings, you know? Um, and he's like, actually like, she's like, you don't have any regard for me as a person, which <laughs> considering what we just talked about, I think yeah. <laughs> she probably has some reason to think that. Um, and, but then he says, actually, no, um, if you were anyone else, I would just have you, you know, kind of safely put away somewhere um, and make sure you were seen to. You know, I think that's that's pretty meaningful. And mm-hmm. he kind of explains in the next paragraph or so that you know, part of it is that he can be honest with her, um, and he's 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 like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to spend my life with someone who. I can just be honest with, and we've talked about this in one of our last episodes where they talked to where, where um, John talks about how um, like Jamie and um, uh, Neil the cunt are the only people that he can be a hundred percent himself with. And he also has Claire Um, and you know, that Jamie's gone And they can be a comfort to each other in that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a declaration of, you know, having fallen in love with her. But, you know, I think as he points out, like there's marriages that don't have even that honesty. And if you think about it, that's another parallel to Jamie and Claire's wedding because, um, when they're talking in their room that night, uh, Jamie says like, you know, I'm not, I won't ever make you tell me something that you're not comfortable sharing, but I think we need to have honesty between us. Um, and, and John, John feels the same way with Claire. And then, um, very much, you know, Claire being a very sensual person, John reaches out and takes her hand, um, And that's kind of what like softens her a little bit to it um, because she, she says like one of the thoughts that she had was no one will ever touch me again. Mm -hmm. And she, she feels like, you know, we can, I can, if I can't, you know, have what I had with Jamie with anyone else, at least I can have something at least, You know, I can have somebody to hold my hand and be honest with, and who understands my grief. Um, And you know, this whole thing, she really—and this is where you're going to get to your part—that made you go wild. um, (laughs) She really um, recognizes John for his importance in Jamie's life, Um, and at the end, at the end of this here. Um, you know, she, she says to John, "Um, so I should just marry you out of some your like misguided sentimentality?" And he says to her, Mm-mm. "How would you like it if I called your love for you know your grief or whatever just sentimental?" And she's like, "Oh, like
0: she gets he it." Was real hurt. He was real hurt that she said that, and as he should have been. Yeah. Um, exactly. So go, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I've been scrolling up and down and like having a hard time focusing my eyes on words. Um, but there is a point kind of towards the beginning of this mm-hmm. where Claire thinks of John as her husband's lover. And that is yep. a freaking quote people. Yeah. What frankly unspoken, that should have been, it says what went unspoken was the
1: thought foremost in my mind for another, you're my dead husband's lover, unrequited or not.
0: Or not. That's an important or not. Oh, they fucked an iron.
1: I don't think Claire ever <laughs> truly is 100% sure that nothing happened between no, she's,
0: Jamie she's and God. She's not. And you know what? To be freaking honest, the way he carries on and bees, I'd be even less sure. Oh! <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> <less sure.
1: sighs> oh God. Um <laughs> and just something, and I know this is like a draft, so like, you know, I, I don't want to get too right. into parsing words, but she says, my dead husband's lover. So she's thinking of John as Jamie's mm-hmm. lover. So and then she says unrequited or not. So I'm like, so is she saying that John could be Jamie's unrequited lover? Because that's very different than Jamie being John's unrequited yes. lover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, you can't get think too right. deeply. It's a, it's, a, because it's a rough draft. You know, but... Um, you know, it's, it's there. And I think, I think Claire, um, I think Claire from very early on in meeting John, you know, Voyager season three on, I think she recognizes Jamie's
0: feelings for John. She saw them kissing. I know. She saw them kissing of course she thinks there's something else going on why the hell else did she lose her freaking mind oh my god why would you get like okay she's an emotional person i'll give her that but like why would you fly that far off the freaking handle over a hug come on come on i can't Uh, we're not there yet we're not there yet we have two more seasons (laughs) and i can't wait
1: I can't wait, though, for for uh, season three, because not only, you know, does she fly off the handle? Um, it's, this is some of this is more shown in the book. But yeah, um, in the in the same on that same night, when she has that in the book, when she has that conversation with John, they are so catty with each other. Oh God, and they
0: are. It's amazing.
1: I'm like so bummed that we didn't get that on screen because it is like it is it is like gloriously catty. I love it so much. Katrina
0: could have pulled that off. Oh my god, they could have pulled that off. And Uh, here's
1: the here's the uh, thing. Claire's a very confident woman. mm -hmm. Um she could have chosen to not she could have chosen to just think of John as like just not even worthy. Yeah. And just but she she, either she can't or she chooses not to because she 100%
0: sees him as a threat. If if you're so confident in the person that you were apart from for 20 years, why? Why for why for the feely feels and the thinky thoughts, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, there is the whole little part where Jamie like doesn't tell her that he's married to the woman that tried to get her killed, and you know, uh, and then so she kind of like loses her trust. Details, a little bit, so, you
0: know. Details, <laughs>
1: But but in that same vein, like she still could have chosen to not see John as a threat she because. Kind of- if she was confident that Jamie is heterosexual, especially, mm. and uh, she did
0: not, com- she's just not, she's not com- confident. Hey, should we, should we maybe get back to Jamie and Claire's wedding? You know oh, what? I'm shit. just going to do, yes. <laughs> we're like 25 minutes in. Um, So I'm just going to throw it oh, out shit. there. Speaking, speaking of people who are totally fucking off screen, Rupert and Angus, and you can't change my mind. <laughs> Just let that mental image burn your eyeballs. Just think about it. I don't want to. Think about it. Fruit Where one goes, the other always follows. They're not related by blood, they're just well, good they friends, don't have...
1: really. And they, <laughs> we know where that leads on this show. <laughs> 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 Good friends like John and Jamie, like Frank and the Reverend, like Uncle Lamb and or Ned. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> oh, God. Can we talk about Ned in the Whorehouse?
0: Yes, please. Yes,
1: please. <laughs> You know, I think this episode there's so much like drama and like it's a love story and it's the wedding and all of this, but like there are so many like wonderfully funny moments funny little moment. like
0: Ned is Ned just like for the win. <laughs> Ned for the win pour one out for my man ned <laughs> oh my god the he's... look on his face and then he t- he takes
1: out that bag of coins and like <laughs> i offering some it. entertainment
0: <laughs> he's, he's trying so hard he's trying so hard to stay like business like i'm here on business like it's stupid business i'm buying a dress at a brothel, in our house. But this is what I'm here for. <laughs> and he's trying so hard. And there's just like tits everywhere. <laughs> he <can't... laughs> he's looking at everything but faces. And it's amazing.
1: He is, <laughs> and then...
0: a, he is an icon. He is an and, icon. And then oh. that, that adorable kid in a candy store look when the business is done. <laughs> and he can stop holding it in. <laughs> oh my god oh my god absolutely oh, priceless Ned, Ned we <laughs> love you oh my goodness
1: uh, and then another I wouldn't, I guess this is a funny moment but like it's it's a cute moment when um, Jamie and Myrta are talking and you know we know so much more so much about Myrta now but like you know, I think that he was really in the background a lot. Yeah. To the, the point. Yeah. To the point where for the entire, like almost the entire first season, every time Murta came on the screen, my husband was like, who's that again?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, ah. but anyway, Um, and you know, he, he's the original Jamie Claire shipper. Yeah. Um. You know, and he's being all his gruff and grumpy self. And Jamie asks, you know, if he thinks that his mother would, if Myrta thinks his mother would approve. And, you know, first he's kind of gruff about it. But then he says that she has the same, the sweetest, a smile as sweet as Jamie's mother's smile. And I'm just like, I just melt. I just melt.
0: Myrta loves (sighs) his Mackenzie
1: women. Absolutely. Uh, and he's so we can get into that more later. <laughs> I know. let's well, just I he's love Marta.
0: just
1: so devoted, you know. Ugh. Oh,
0: absolutely, Ugh. completely love it, love it. I, but um, I, I did like that sweet moment between between Jamie and Marta I love those where he really is Jamie's godfather.
1: Yeah, you know, I really love.
0: I really love to see that dynamic between them.
1: Yeah, and you really don't see. I mean, you see it a little bit, um, but you don't see them together a lot, or just yeah. having conversations the two of them until this point. So right. you really get to see that
0: bond, and you don't like. There's not a whole lot of it. Like it's there's not a whole lot of Myrta in the books. Um, there's way more no. Myrta in the show, which is the best theory fixed it ever. Yeah, but what they what what the showrunners did to Myrta's character is my favorite change absolutely not that i didn't 100%. like him in the book but i liked him in the book because i already loved him from the show and he was he was
1: so much more taciturn in the book like yeah. he really just kind of blended in in the background mm-hmm. quite a bit um although um in bees jamie's thinks about him a whole bunch um just because of memories of like Colladin and stuff.
0: but Jimmy thinks about a lot of things in bees and all of it is from like 20, 40 years ago. Man hasn't yeah. never processed a thing in his life. But that's no. a conversation for a completely different day.
1: We don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> we don't have time to talk about his trauma bucket and how it's overflowing. <laughs> his trauma bucket. <laughs> yes. Trauma bucket. Uh, the trauma bucket will you return. A-
1: Um, uh, what else should we talk about? Because I know we're already like at the half hour mark or almost there anyway.
0: You know, what? this is a long episode. If this ends up being 45 minutes or two parts, I don't care. We have a lot left. I know. Um,
1: uh, Dougal, um, is an absolute creep this Mm -hmm. entire episode. Absolute creep. I just...
0: Oh. Where do I start?
1: Um, you could start with the not-rape persuasion.
0: No, dude! <laughs> Fucking that's not how that works. It's still rape. Oh. Okay. Um, I We're not here for me to give a primer on consent and healthy sexual relationships. However, Dougal has never had one in his life. Clearly. No. Absolutely not. But uh, if you, you have to pest... If you gotta pester somebody into bed with you, that's not consent, man. That's not yeah. consent. Just, Just saying. Just. Oh, uh, I don't think you have thanked me properly. Oh my god, that line he, he makes says sick. to Jamie. Yeah, and then he makes the comment about the
1: whole, like giving him something the else to stick his, his cock into besides the
0: Phillies. <sighs> and I have. I'm not gonna get into my running joke about the horses because it's not like (laughs) that may be a bridge too far for this particular episode and it would detract from the point which is okay so we have talked a few times about how jamie has been groomed by his uncles in a number of ways and this is one of them yeah so it's jamie really didn't have a lot of choice in this at all it worked out for him yay yeah plot convenience but if it had been somebody else if it had been a different woman if it had been a different situation jamie still would have been in the same situation with the same amount of no choice and what happens to him his future his body and Dougal expects a thank you yeah, So, like, Jamie and Claire could have gotten to this point on their own. They absolutely could have.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yes. I mean, it would be a little challenging if she had run away and gotten to Inverness and gone to Crignadoon and gone back through the stones early to go back to Frank. That would have complicated their love story just a tiny bit, maybe cut <laughs> it short. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But if they had... <sighs> like it just it, mm, he expects a thank you he's taking away more of Jamie's choice for the rest of his and or Claire's natural life has taken Absolutely. away his choice and he's
1: also taken away his ability to become the Laird um which is one of his primary reasons for you know
0: oh uh, to for doing this, successor but-
1: right exactly because nobody is going to um, you know no going to accept nobody's... someone with a assassin wife exactly thank you because i can't speak tonight <laughs>
0: <laughs> apparently i could speak way too much um, but yeah and i he just like i took away your choice for the rest of your life and you owe me a thank you is so freaking twisted so freaking twisted And you know what else is
1: twisted about it, too, is the way he's like, you have to consummate the marriage. I don't want any secret deals between you. It has to be done. And it's like, you're, dude, you're being a little weird about, (laughs) because honestly, who the fuck would know if they, if, if they just got naked and then Jamie went down, you know what I mean? Like nobody would know. They could have faked it. It's it's really weird how he is so freaking insistent that they have sex.
0: He's so insistent. And, like, it's just more of that he controls Jamie's body Mm -hmm. thing that's so icky. Like, it's just so freaking wrong. And, like if you're not thinking about it in those terms and putting into the context of everything else that happens to Jamie because of Dougal or as a result of all of this grooming, like if you just look at it out of context, it's like just kind of a weird, like not nice thing to say, but when you put it in context, it's really abusive. Yeah. Yeah. And then then later when Claire meets Dougal downstairs in the dark, And she's just, like, wrapped in Jamie's kilt. Like, that's not how you want to meet this man. And Mm -mm. he says, just because you're married to Jamie now, don't let it stop you from sampling other pleasures. Gag. Dude. Like. like, uh, uh, What?
1: What, And then, then he has that, like, angry white man outburst (laughs) after she says no. And then, like, punches poor
0: Rupert in the face. Right. Like. Dude, because she was being me. nice to Rupert. It, like, oh, So God. not only, not only does Dougal believe very firmly that he owns Jamie's body, but now he thinks he owns Jamie's wife and oh, Rupert Dougal? too, apparently, because Rupert's his personal punching bag tonight because he just feels like it. And yeah, yeah okay. He had just come back from, from talking to Captain Randall and that's a stressful ass meeting, but still. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's. Punch your nephew. Or cousin or whatever they are. Cousin or whatever now. he is. They're they share a freaking last name.
1: Well, I just I think that Dougal has so many um weird sexual hang-ups himself that yeah. Yeah. you know he he's and he's like a child. I mean if you want to say Jamie doesn't process anything in his whole life, like oh, Dougal yeah. is like it you know. Jamie looks like a freaking, looks like he's been through 20 years of therapy. Compared he to looks Dougal. so healthy. He looks so healthy <laughs> compared to his uncle. So anyway, I was just saying is, you know, Dougal, has, he's got all these, like, whatever, he's sexual weird hangups or whatever, and yeah. doesn't process anything. And he's just got this, like, he's just so, like, he got Jamie to marry Claire, and then He's just, like, so angry, like, about it because he wants Claire, too, and just has to have, like, his little hissy fit. I don't know. He's just, ugh, dude. (sighs) Troubled, troubled man.
0: Very. Yeah, he's, like, peak creepy. He's peak creepy in this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And there'll be more opportunities to talk about his creepiness in later hmm. episodes, because this, until the this, day um, he dies, this <laughs> yeah, exactly this weird jealousy slash mm-hmm. anger slash whatever. I mean, he you know it's he just strange, it's a strange possessiveness. Just, think, well, and I think he gets. I think. Oh God! So I think part of it is that he definitely didn't expect them to hit it off. Yeah. So even that very first night when Claire's like, I'm Jamie, like she doesn't just say, no, you creep back off. She says, I'm Jamie's wife. Like already he's this shit has backfired because he's already realizing that Jamie and Claire are connecting. Yeah. And, That's what he didn't want to happen.
0: Yeah. Oh no, exactly. Because it doesn't serve his purposes if they're happily and truly married. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That was a good insight. I hadn't thought about
1: that. Came into, came into my head, like, poof. divine inspiration.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. So after, after that um, sweet little chat with Uncle Dougal, uh,
1: um,
0: I feel like we've missed some boner scale opportunities. Probably. We did, we did because we were going to circle back around to uh, how she takes charge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, like Jamie discovers he's got a biting kink.
1: <laughs> and he gets his first BJ, and he's just. Well, okay.
0: First from first from a woman.
1: Yes. <laughs> he's just in heaven. And it's a dark. Oh, he is. <laughs> he
0: looks like he's saw God. <laughs>
1: and, and then, like, the way he just, like, passes out immediately. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm like, oh, the cute little lad is all tuckered out. <laughs> um, but... Can we talk? Okay. This show has been praised so much for the female gaze, right? And, and I think it deserves, yeah, I think it deserves all those accolades, right? Like, you know, it it is, it really, in a lot of ways, um, is a groundbreaking show for the way it portrays sex. However, however, comma, uh, (laughs) <laughs> um the one thing where where the book it's both the book and the show fail I think is Claire's un, totally unrealistic orgasms. Completely unrealistic. I
0: completely agree with you. He, he, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's body is different. <sighs> However, if <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. I I hate the thought of women watching or reading this and feeling themselves like physically inadequate because they don't experience an orgasm within three minutes. Yeah. Um, that's not realistic. No, it's not at all.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's some people that, that can, but it's very rare. In fact, so, um, there's a book um, called She Comes First, uh, by Ian Kerner. Um, and it talks a lot about female sexuality, but it's, it's a, it's a book written for men. Um, but it's about, it's about helping men understand, um, how female bodies work and, um, you know, why there's such kind of a disparity between the way that men understand, um, female sexuality. Um, so he, it says here that um, he's actually quoting Kinsey, um, 75% of men ejaculate within two minutes. So that means that if you are talking, and I'm just going to go there. If you are talking about orgasms from penetrative sex alone, which is what is happening mm-hmm. in this this second sex scene. Um, you have to be able, the woman would have to be able to orgasm within two minutes of penetrate penetrative sex. And I, I mean, on the screen, it's probably, I don't even think it's that long. It's, it's probably like 30, long. probably 30 seconds. Um, and, um, it also says that, um, men reach This is kind of duh, but men reach orgasm during intercourse far more consistently than women. So three-fourths of men um, will will orgasm during intercourse, but less than a third of women always have orgasms. So less than a third. However, if you give women, if, if there is 20 minutes, 21 minutes or longer of foreplay, only seven point seven percent of women fail to reach orgasm. Um.
0: So I oh, haven't read all that, that book. to say. Yeah, all that to say, <laughs> this is not this is not real life. This is a show, and yeah, there's some they cinematography. They have to compress it for the show. Um, put something that you said to me while we were chatting on Discord earlier today. Um, the thick writers really do all the <laughs> heavy lifting. They. Yeah, yeah. They are. I mean, you gotta applaud
1: the fic writers, right? They're out there really trying yeah. to show,
0: just really getting I, I in there and like getting their hands dirty. Yeah, and That's I think that. I think a, I think a lot of them are showing much more realistic
1: representations mm-hmm. of of female sexuality than is in the show or the book. Yeah. Um, and I mean, again, there's obviously some that that aren't, but. You know, because the book, like I said, the book is the same way. So I understand in a TV show, you've got to keep it. You know, you can't have it be X-rated and right.
0: Right. And stuff. There's limits. But,
1: but even in the book, she's the same exact way. Like, yeah. you know, Jamie's in, and she's done in thirty seconds. You know,
0: bam, bam. Thank you. So
1: it's just. It's just not realistic. So, yeah. as much praise as they get for the the female gaze, and I give them all that credit, uh, the way that portray- they portray Claire being able to orgasm that quickly from penetrative sex is just completely unrealistic. And you know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, just just from my experience, like on Twitter and stuff. Like, I think there's a lot of younger viewers who. Aren't, might not be as sexually experienced. And I would hate for them yes. because they because they put Jamie and Claire on such a pedestal for being mm-hmm. this ideal couple. And they have this special connection that, you know, when they touch or or when they have sex together, they have this special feeling that Claire's never felt before. You know, I would hate for these, especially these more inexperienced younger viewers, to
0: think that one, this is the gold standard, like this is yeah, this that's normal like, and right, it's a and reasonable you, expectation. And if you
1: love somebody, if you're true soulmates, like you know, that's how it should be, and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I just, um, and this is the first instance that we see it, so it kind of got my my hackles up a little bit thinking about
0: it so yeah so like this is it's not a reasonable expectation of yourself or your partner no so no. just like it's if that's not been your personal experience we are here to tell you that you are not broken we have absolutely zero qualifications to say that other than our own personal experiences i'm not a sex therapist Nope. <laughs> but, but this is not but we have we've read a little bit um and that's not that's not something to think that there's something wrong with you. If this is not your experience with sex.
1: And if you're trying to um, convince um, a partner in your life that it's unrealistic um, you could um, show them this book (laughs) and let them learn a little Mm -hmm. bit more about, about this. So that there's kind of an understanding.
0: So that one is, she comes first by Ian Kerner. And yes. another one that's related, actually, I, I'm just looking at, um, like, you know how they do the the praise blurbs on the front of the cover yes. of the books, that author actually on this one, um, this one's called come as you are by Emily yes. Nagoski. I've this heard of that movie. one. I haven't read it, but, um, it kind of goes into the science of it a bit. Um, it explains why, why we are the way we are. And how it works and what the, what the science says. So those are not sponsored book recs, but book recommendations. <laughs> <nonetheless>. <laughs> just, um, just something important we needed to talk about. Yes. Um, I would say that that last shot in the show. So going straight back to the show, that last shot with Frank's ring when she mm-hmm. actually drops it out of her dress with the ref like her reflection in the ring itself as like she drops it and she's going to pick it up that cinematography was absolutely beautiful so good so So
1: good. good i love every time i see it i'm like like wow the
0: the the camera work was amazing the editing is amazing the effects like i just i really enjoyed that like Oddly enough, that was probably my favorite part of the whole, whole episode because <laughs> I'm a nerd. And I was getting angry about other things, but that part I could enjoy.
1: <laughs> Did we miss no, it, anything? It's, it's beautiful. Um, I don't think so. I think we we covered it all. Oh, we have to do um uh our fic rec,
0: yes. Okay, so we were kind of, I'm not gonna say. I'm just going to come out and say it. So the fic rec this week, I made an executive decision um, <laughs> is every impossible move by J sweep rate. That's right. Beth wrote this one. I had not started reading it until today. Actually. Um, my brain tends to work on a one way street when it comes to like stories. And I sat down and in the first scene, I was absolutely freaking hooked. And I literally spent hours today just reading this, like trying really hard to be like a productive citizen and not (laughs) succeeding in the slightest. And I will tell you, so I haven't quite finished it yet. Um, It starts off so like poignant and sweet and fluffy and like you have like all of the good things that you want. And then the angst hits holy shit it hits you with a shovel it's so good and i have every i have every hope and like i have i have implicit trust that i'm gonna love the ending um when i write love, it when you write it so <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> i have one chapter left so one chapter. it's
1: gonna happen
0: real yeah. talk you cannot rush this kind of art like you can't rush this we don't need i don't I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm not speaking for Beth. I'm speaking for Pan. If I see one comment after this episode, why isn't this finished? Why'd you rack a whip? Don't <laughs> hassle the author. Just say how much you love it and how excited you are for the stunning conclusion because it's coming when she gets to it and he can't rush this kind of art. It's amazing. Oh. If you have not started it, please go start it. Every Impossible Move, it is linked in the social media. It's fantastic.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, because I'm going like, to keep.
0: I'm going to keep shouting at you. By the way,
1: <laughs> I was. I was like, because we were trying to find a fix where oh, um, the whole point, Jamie, and, where Jamie and John get married or hand fast or what have you, and there's really not a lot. Um, and and I said. Um, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to, we just wrecked one of my fics like a few episodes ago. Like, I don't want to do that again. And Pan was started
0: reading it and she was like, no, we're wrecking. This, we're, we're, this is it. This is the one um, chapter. Oh, I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but the hand, it, mm, the hand fasting is beautiful. The parallel between the show and the fic is just phenomenal. You will completely, mm. as soon as you get there, you'll completely understand why we're, recommending a Jamie John. Of course we're recommending a Jamie John fick for one oh seven. Like duh. But (laughs) if you wanna read (laughs) Jamie and Claire get married, read the book. I figure you already have. So (laughs) it's so good. And I'm currently being wrecked by the angsty bit and I'm uh I'm kind of living in the moment because this is for done recording I'm probably gonna read some more (laughs) (laughs) and so the
1: reason I wrote that fic um in the first place um was very is very intentional because um I wanted to explore you know Jamie in the books um you know Jamie marries Leary but it's easy it's pretty easy for him to just walk away from that because he doesn't love her. Um, And I really wanted to explore what it would be like if Jamie found love and happiness and safety and security um, in those 20 years when Claire came
0: back. Um, I think something you told me once about when we were talking about this before was you wanted to make it harder For Jamie and Claire. And boy, howdy, did you do it. (laughs) Boy, did you make it harder on them. Uh, I've cried real tears. Yeah, and me. I've cried real tears today. Thanks for that. You're a monster. I love you. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm not great at taking compliments. so
0: That's okay. I'll keep throwing them at you. Um, I'll stop making you uncomfortable now. Have we missed anything? Do we have... Um, I'm looking at our notes I No, no you know possibly the least coherent episode we have ever recorded um no, you know, I think uh I think we got I think we got everything I think um, we got it. I kind yeah. of expected to do more of the of the boner scale, but it's fine. I don't think I can fine. go back at this point
1: we kind of went in another direction and it's all good.
0: I hope y'all had half as much fun as we had cuz I'm like I I'm now perspiring because I've been laughing so much. <laughs> also, it's June as we record this. Yes. Yes, it's you up, won't be listening.
1: It will, it'll be even hotter when you listen to this in like July. So, um. So, I hope your AC
0: is working. All right. Um thank you everyone for letting us talk at you for the last 35 minutes totally ish it's a half hour ish (laughs) um this has been fun i've really i've enjoyed i enjoy our chats i I do too
1: i love it i love talking about i like talking about stuff that like and i don't want to say it like oh nobody's talking about it like oh we're so cool and superior but like i like that we get into things that um you know, offer a different perspective, you know, or just dive into things that maybe aren't generally discussed as much, you know, in the fandom.
0: Yeah. Like we, I like taking apart the side characters and the backstory and the future story and the made up story. (laughs) It's all fiction. It's all made up. Love it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast is not affiliated with Outlander, Sony stars, and definitely 100% not with Diana Gabaldon. All opinions expressed are our own and we may not even believe them ourselves. In fact, nothing in this podcast should be taken seriously as a general rule we may not even be real people does this podcast even exist
0: this podcast is not suitable for children immature adults homophobes anyone who takes fandom too seriously people who don't understand that the characters aren't real people with sticks up their ass people who hate fun and people who have no sense of humor do not try any of these hot takes at home we are professionals
1: The FDA has not approved this podcast for human consumption. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, the urge to send us anonymous homophobic hate, ringing in your ears, and constipation. If you experience any of these side effects, ask your doctor if dying mad about it is right for you.
0: If you know us in real life, no, you don't.